Damn it, I love that song by Main Event Moto, Daniel Blair. My man crush, I guess. Nah, let's not, don't, don't tell him I said that, okay? We are back with the Moto X Pod Show, episode 139. Once again, no DJ TJ in studio. He is back at work after going to Monster Energy Cup and Supercross Futures with his son, Doc. But we've got a great show tonight with uh, Moto Concepts, Concepts, Vince Freeze, Wide Open MX Shows, Corbin Ledaway, and Todd Trujillo with WPS, who has a really badass event coming up called the Fly Fun Day down at Cycle Ranch. I went last year. It was badass. I got to meet Damon Bradshaw, Bob Lowry, and those guys will be there once again this year. So we're going to talk about that. Hopefully you guys are in the area and can come out. I know Craig Barton's probably going to be down there. Uh, maybe Scott Foster from the East Texas area with WPS. It's going to be a really, really fun event. I want to thank all our sponsors, including our title sponsor, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, Allsport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Works Wheels and Mods, Extreme Colors, Williams Motor Works. They are a new sponsor on board. So if you want a complete power package from cams, porting, transmissions to ECU, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199. Follow them on Instagram at Cam Designer. So we're going to get them uh, put on the website. I don't have that done yet. I'll get that done. So you can go to our sponsor links, click on it, check them out. They're on board. And of course, the Churbies and X-Brand Goggles, all the great sponsors of the Moto X Pod show. So I'm going to try to get TJ on the phone here in just a moment. And we will talk a little bit of Monster Energy Cup, see how Doc did at his race. And then we'll get into our guests. So guys, stick around. Be right back. All right, I'm back, and uh, my first guest of the night is brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. X-Brand Goggles have grown to the choice goggles for many of the top privateers in the business, like John Short, Ben LeMay, Kyle Chisholm, Alex Ray, and even the 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, Gary Sutherland. Visit eksbrand.com or email darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. On the line with me, my producer uh, was my producer, DJ TJ. What up? What up? And even even I endorse these goggles. Not only are they great, but they're affordable. You only endorse them. You only endorse them because Doc has a sponsorship, gets them fifty percent off, and you wear his leftovers. Bro, bro, well that's true. But I was buying them before he was getting the discount. Okay, fair enough. So. <laughs> fair yeah. enough. They are affordable and they are badass. So yeah, they're I actually, awesome. yeah. I, I. Uh, Quote, unquote, as Steve says, I built some goggles this weekend for a a rider that's going to be race, racing vet nationals. He wanted some roll-offs, yeah. and he didn't want the clear frames. He wanted black, so I had to get all the stuff, and I built him some goggles. Heck, yeah. Who's that for? Uh, Michael Gage. Michael Gage. Michael dude, Gage. Uh, yep. Michael Dean Gage. That, that, that's the man. Yeah, so. I cannot wait for next weekend, man. Dust, Greg Dust from up here is going – Derek Wedding's going. Michael Gage is going. I'm not sure about all the other Texas riders, but then we got Kiefer racing. Kiefer texted me last night and said, hey, you're my, my gate-packing guy. So I was like, well, I don't have any Alpine Star mechanic boots. I can't do that. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So, but uh, And then I think we got a, a, a surprise guy racing that hasn't been announced yet, but I think a lot of people that listen to this show probably know about and they hope he's going to race, and he is going to race. Yeah. So. Well, I um, I'm not supposed I'm to say that but... because, yeah, I'm super bummed because I was really like when I found out you were going and everybody was going, I was like 
so excited. I was going to move my schedule around and try to make it. But mm-hmm. then uh, Monster Cup was right before it. Sure. I, couldn't, I couldn't do both. So. I understand. Yeah, well, I, I'm bummed that I don't get to ride. You know, that that's going to be – it's going to make it really difficult Saturday being out there and not racing, just you watching. Could. Do what? You probably physically could. No, I don't think I can because – I was doing really well when I had a prescription, a steroid prescription, and as soon as that ran out, that pressure came back on to the nerve, and oh. like my hand has been worse, and my arm has been worse than when it first happened. Like I've been in tremendous pain the last two or three days. Um, my hand is numb pretty much twenty four seven. So no, I don't think I could. Had I had the steroid, so the permanent stranger. Yeah, yeah. Had I had the steroids, I could probably I felt pretty to a point where I thought like, oh, I'm about ready to start riding again. And as soon as I ran out, and they won't give me yeah. more because I guess it's bad for you to keep taking them. So yes, it is. Yeah, so I'm I'm I don't know. I, I went and saw a neurologist on Monday. I don't have the results yet. Hopefully they figure something out because it sucks. But um, let's talk yeah. about well, let's talk about uh, vet worlds just for a minute. Um, what do you think about? I mean, you haven't been to one of these, have you? I have not been to the vet the vet world, no. Okay, well, here's what I'm going to say, and I'm just going to bust your balls a little bit. So you went to Monster Energy Cup. I uh, I called Sean Brennan and got you credentials, and you sent me four fucking interviews. I guarantee you at Vet Worlds I get twice that many, just at Vet Worlds. You probably will, and I got more than that. <laughs> it's just there was issues. I didn't bring I, – I, I want to hear issues. Every, clippy, clippy. Listen – Listen, listen, there was issues, and it was also last minute. I forgot. I'm better with the camera stuff. Which Putting you forgot. beautiful face in front of the camera is, is which the you forgot. Go, which I forgot. No, I didn't forget the camera. I forgot some parts that I needed to make the system work. So pretty much, yeah. I couldn't even do videos for the race, or the, the amateur day. I'm really – and it's not a part that you could just go by. So, anyways, <laughs> yep. And I know exactly where it was sitting in my shop. Right. So, yeah, I totally screwed up. Well, hey. Won't be, hey, listen. Yep, go ahead. It's the first time, but it won't be the last. Yeah. Well, at least you're here in studio producing the show. Oh, wait. No, you're not. Oh. That's why I'm a guest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, hey, I'm brought to you by Rich Taylor, who I got to hang out with Richard and Rich this weekend. Yep. And Richard, his son, is, like, awesome. Both of his boys were there. Zach, Zach was there. Yep. Yeah, it was it was a really cool weekend. Yeah, so we everybody knows what happened at Monster Energy Cup. Uh, we're going to talk about that once again. We're we're post recording the intro, so I've already interviewed yep. Corbin from Wide Open MX Show, and we talked a little bit about yep. Monster Energy Cup. We talked about it a little bit on the wrap up show last night. So let's talk about yep. Supercross futures. Um, how was the turnout? First of all, um, the turnout was not as good as what. I was expecting, and I kind of knew that ahead of time because I had talked to a couple people, and then I noticed that they started letting on some of the classes. Some of the classes were packed, but on some of the classes, they started opening it up to guys who didn't technically qualify that, I guess, for alternates. Okay, okay. And a couple of alternates got in. Um, The track layout was perfect for the Supercross Futures. So I did a lot of the – not me – but I'm not allowed to talk about my kids. So no, we're going to talk we about dogs. Yeah, I know it was a joke because some of the listeners complain because they're all a bunch of chodes. Not all of them, but the ones that complain <laughs> are. They complain or chodes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, we um, <laughs> we were at Vegas. Vegas turned into a dust bowl. Yeah. Right? 
And so they were trying their best not to let that happen. The problem with the dirt out west is once you get past, once you get into and past New Mexico, the dirt sucks. So they basically over prepped it constantly. And so it was muddy about half the weekend. Like, like, like they were, they were constantly, they were really trying. It wasn't, it's not their fault. You can only do so much with bad dirt. Right. Um, so I give, I give them much credit for trying, but there's such a fine balance because it goes from mud to asphalt, like almost instantly. You get about, you know, you get maybe about an hour window where it goes from mud to somewhat good did the dirt. I mean, did the hard asphalt. So, um, there's things to work on like that. They wind up putting lime in the dirt, which we could definitely tell. I'm glad my my bikes are powder coated because, <laughs> right? um, yeah. And it turned, it even chalked up some of the powder coat. So that's how, yeah. But, um, they really, really, really worked it hard. The turnout was not, the turnout for Monster Cup was, was pissed poor. I was sitting next to, uh, John Gallagher's wife the, the whole time. And we talked about how it was like, um, it wasn't good. You know what I mean? Right. And the, the turnout for the for the Monster Energy Cup was not the Monster Energy Cup, but for the futures for it being the final round was about the same as it was at all the other rounds. If that makes sense. Okay, I'm sure a lot of people didn't make the trip. That you know, people that qualified on the East Coast probably decided not to make the trip all the way to the yeah. West Coast. Um, yeah. But you guys ran a bunch of these races. Um, it was the first year really for this series to be done the way it's been done um you know give it give it a grade what do you think of it what doc think of it he raced um obviously he was pissed off because of the because every every, this race he was was pissed off because every one of his motos was right after track prep so okay every time but but it started off there was some growing pains and and we did all the rounds but um Colorado because there was some pretty bad weather that weekend, so we just opted out. And for driving up there, I think the the monster of the futures went fine, but just the bad snowy roads, we just didn't want to traverse that. But other than it was, there were some growing pains throughout the series. I think within the next few years, it will be as big as any of the nationals, maybe even not. It wouldn't surpass Loretta's, obviously. Had I not been to Loretta's, I would say it would be that big. After going and experiencing Loretta's, there nothing will ever be that big. Right. But it will it will be big, and it I think it will grow in importance to the manufacturers because the future of our sport is Supercross. So um, yeah, that seems to be the I, opinion. Yeah, and I like I I think the I think the event's awesome. You're gonna always hear detractors, and I think you're. You know, you'll hear more people complain than the people who actually like the event. Mm-hmm. Um, the track this weekend, I'm watching the track. I'm watching these guys ride on it. Um, it was very, it was very safe for what it was, and it was also technical to the point that I'm watching it, going, I don't want to ride that because right, right, I don't right. want to be a supercross rider. Sure, you know. Um, and a lot of track owners can learn from this event. The fact that they had so many kids go through there and a lot of technical stuff, a lot of hard stuff for like, there's a lot of kids that weren't doubling all the doubles and all that kind of stuff. And kids were crashing because kids crash. And there was nobody that I remember 
getting carted out because the speeds were so low. You know? Okay. Um, what about so that makes it safe. a kid passed away, didn't they? I did not hear about this. Yeah, there was a kid that died there. Apparently, I saw it on Twitter, and they were saying who it was. But yeah, some kid, some kid got hurt pretty bad. Apparently, but it, yeah, if you didn't know about it, you didn't know about it. But yeah, apparently somebody, yeah, somebody got hurt really bad. I don't have any details. I just read it right before I started recording. But yeah, that's and that sucks, man. So. Um, that, that's terrible. Yeah, if anybody knows that family, uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to them. Um, you know, it's it, but that could happen at any track. It could happen in your backyard. It's yeah. just it's unfortunate. Yeah, but, we we lost somebody at Swan this last year. Yeah, over just a roller. You know, it was just so yeah, it yeah. happens, and that's very sad. And I don't want to detract from that, but no. I want to say from what I saw and all the wrecks I saw, like you said, it, there was nothing See, that was significantly putting them. Because they weren't, there was nobody out there trying that quad going in that Dino and Tixie weeded themselves right, on. Right, right. You know, I mean, the track went the other direction technically, sure. but there was, yeah. Um. So let's talk about Doc real quick. I know he was not happy. He told me he got some bad, or some starts that weren't great, and he crashed, which we got to get him to stop crashing in these big races. But you know, you're <laughs> you're the dad. You uh, you were sitting there watching him. You probably a little bit, um a little bit better opinion of how he was riding than he did since he was bummed yeah. on himself. So how, how was it? How do you do? I would say everybody who knows, he knows I'm not a little league dad. Right. I don't tell my kids up when they suck. I'm honest. And, and I tear I them down was, all the time. So yeah, I tell them he sucks. After practice, after practice, I was sitting back going, Oh, this is not good. You mm. know what I mean? Like he just rode around. By the, but by the time the races came up, he was, because of it being muddy and he, we don't ride hard pack slick ever. Mm-hmm. So he like would go down over some stupid crap. And, but he was running the leaders lap times coming through traffic. There was people, annou- the announcers in the stadium were like talking about Dr. Smith coming through the pack, running the fastest lap times that lap and all that stuff because especially in the sand because we ride a lot of sand he was real fast through that but um he rode really good like i was excited and i told him at the end of it, i think he got a seventh he was hoping to be on the podium in both the classes yeah but he was um like i told him afterwards like i know you're not going to be happy because you look on paper it's not going to look that way but like i showed him his lap times every time there was i am completely on board with and happy with the weekend even though cool. he walked away with a seventh so yeah um, a lot of people like that know him that were there were like, even the, even the guys at Team Green were like, yeah, you did fine. You did fine. You know, you had issues. It's one race and mm-hmm. everything comes down to this one race and it kind of sucks, but you did fine. You know? Cool. So. Well, the, the rumor is, I think Jason Thomas mentioned it, that there's a, it is a good chance that the Monster Energy Cup will be in a different stadium next year. And that maybe, maybe that's partly because of Supercross features. Maybe they'll go East coast next year. So the, the people on the East coast, you know, don't have to make the drive. Um, so yeah, maybe that'd be a better stadium for him, you know, a better dirt, who knows what's going to actually happen. I don't have, certainly don't have any details, but maybe it'll work out better. He'll probably be one of the guys that pisses, pisses Mathis off because he'll be getting his pro license, racing some East coast supercrosses and all that stuff. And then racing amateur later. (laughs) Oh, if he, well, if he makes, okay. Mathis freaks out, but he doesn't understand the rules. 
the rules are if you have under 40 points, you can do amateur A class. That's what Supercross Futures is. Yeah. And if you have not made a main event in Supercross, you can make the night show. Right. Well, you can I... ride the heat. You can ride the LCQ. But if you make a night show, if you make a main event, you can't. Now, yeah. we've already talked about it. If, which, I mean, it's a, it's hard to do, but if Doc makes a main event, like is qualified to, in, in a qualifying spot for a main event, even even Team Green was like, just get the main event. You know what I mean? Do what you got to do. Yeah. Well, so, I, I, just to go back, I think Mathis kind of does understand the rules. He just doesn't like the rules. So he doesn't like, you know, if you're going to race a pro race, you're a pro. Or, you know, be either or is his it, opinion. It is pro. It's amateur A. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's anyways. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. well, cool. Uh, how was that press box life Saturday night? It was, it was all right. I, I, um, like I said, like I told you and I tell everybody, I would go up to do interviews with people or talk to people. And I'm like, yeah, I'm TJ Moto X pod show. They look at me like deer in the headlights. And I'm like with dark side. They're like, Oh, is dark side here? <laughs> all I heard all weekend was, well, where's dark side? So, he's, uh, you've done poor. a good job to, uh, like, to get to get the uh, riders and stuff to like you, so all the haters out there, I mean, these riders don't just like anybody. Trust me, because they don't like it. They don't know me. They don't. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I give you all the props in the world. So. Yeah. Hey, did you uh, did you listen to the wrap up show last from last night yet? I haven't finished the pulp show. I was listening uh, to it right now when you called in, so I haven't done the wrap up. Well, I'm wa- actually listening to the pulp. Show. I just want you to listen to the intro and tell me what you think. Have you got first of all? Have you gotten to the part in the nope. pulp show where i called in no you told me about it but okay. i have not because yeah you gotta hear that first but i i feel like i feel like the intro last night was really really good um so i can't wait steve hasn't responded yet travis marks has um i think it's gonna be i think we're gonna have we're gonna have some fun with that i hope he i hope it goes over well uh if you guys have not listened to the wrap-up show listen really really close towards I'm trying to, there's a point in the show where I maybe three quarters of the way through the wrap up show where I talked about the fact that I wasn't supposed to say the name of the Moto X pod show. And if you listen really, really close, there's a little hidden, some hidden audio underneath the main audio. So you may not catch it, but anyway, it's, I had some fun with the editing last night. So yeah, well, I can't wait to see what he says, but Hey man, I've got Vince freeze coming up here in just a minute. So I just want to touch base with you, but real quick, you are at work out in the oil field. You texted me yep. earlier. Yeah, I come off my T-O-U-R, which to most of us would be the word tour. So I was like, what are you, a fucking musician? And you said that that's tower and in the oil field life, and it is in the dictionary. But who the fuck spells tower, T-O-U-R? That's stupid. It is. I, I know. And for somebody who can't spell like me, it was confusing when I first came out here. Right. Like the fact that there's like four different ways to spell the word Derek. You have to make sure I spell the right one whenever I'm talking about the Derek. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drill with Derek, and, right, sure. And all that stuff. Derek Wedding. And when you and... Call it, yeah, exactly. And when you talk to Vince, tell him the best laugh in the press box we got up there. And I said out loud, I'm like, I'm like, and who had Vince Freezy leading this and winning the Monster Cup? And, like, it was, like, awesome. Like, everybody was cheering for Vince. Um, I know he's not always the most loved guy, but it was, like, it was pretty awesome. Like, everybody in the press box was, like, great job for Vince, you know. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, we'll be talking to him just in a minute, man. But I appreciate you answering and coming on for a few minutes, and hopefully we'll be back in studio soon. 
Anaheim one day, huh? Right? Yeah. All right, TJ. Take right. care, bud. I'll talk to you soon. Later. All right. See you. All right, DJ, TJ, take a quick break. Be back with Vince Freeze. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey, guys, this is Gary Sutherland. 2017 works in Heron Hound Champion, and I trust X Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X Brand Goggle. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X Brand as my goggles. Now, X Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to eksbrand.com or email darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbiusA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorized All right, our first guest of the night is brought to you by Shock Socks, which is the original and number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. No one likes replacing leaky fork seals, so ask your local dealer or go to burrmotorsports.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook as well. And Shock, Shock Socks brings us Mr. Vince Freezy. What's up, Vince? What's going on? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, uh, I'm going to admit, I was. I know you're a fantastic rider, but I was very, very impressed with your ride at Monster Energy Cup this week um, or last weekend. You were killing it, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I've been working hard these last few months, coming back from injury and everything. And, uh, yeah, uh, hard work paid off there. Had a few good rides. Yeah. So what have you been working on in the off season? I mean, you're look, you're you're a vet at this point. You know what the off season's like. You know what you do in your training. Is there anything that you at this point in your career have changed? Um, not major. You know, it's just kind of fine tuning the little stuff year after year, and um, you know, sticking with what works and and fixing things that don't. So uh, yeah, nothing major. Just kind of little tweaks here and there. Okay. Well, you uh, you went four five five for fourth overall. Um, had a very close call when you landed on a tough block, but, um, what did you, what did you, what were your expectations going into Monster Energy Cup? Um, I mean, really about that. I knew I, I had potential to be a, a podium guy and I thought a top five was, was, um, you know, a realistic goal and, um, you know, things went right. I could, I could podium the race or even win. I think, um, I got sick pretty bad a couple of weeks before, the race, I think, kind of held me back a little bit. And that yeah. first main event, I was leading the race, and uh, it was kind of the first time my lungs really expanded from from that being sick there, and and so I kind of popped a little bit in that first one, and 
Um, I was bummed on that. So yeah, I think if I'd had a little bit better couple of weeks leading up to the race, maybe I could have could have snagged a win in one of those races and um, maybe been up there in the fight for that podium a little bit better. But um, all in all, it was still it was good. Yeah, um, or, you know, good building building block to to get ready. You know, we've got a few months now to build off that and get ready for Anaheim one. Yeah, it's going to be here before we know it. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of people that say uh, Monster Energy Cup's not a true Supercross. Uh, you know, maybe track-wise it's not, but it's still a gate drop against some of the best riders in the world. Uh, and I have to think that it really helps build confidence moving into 2020. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's kind of exactly what we use it for, go out there and build some confidence, see where we're at. Um, anything with the bike that, that needs to be race-tested or, or with myself and, and, and the crew, you know, we kind of um, – you know, find any flaws and, and, and hopefully get some confidence out of it if everything goes right like it did. And, um, yeah, just build off that. Yeah. The next couple of months. Yeah. And talk about, you just, you talked about your crew and the team, uh, Moto Concept, Smart Top, Bullfrog Spots. Then they have come a long, long way in the last few years. Um, you know, Tony Alessi and Mike Genova, man, are diehard believers in this sport. And, um, I, I really, really love this team uh, along with a lot of the other, you know, not quite, you know, not the factory teams, but like a HEP team and these guys. I love having these teams in the industry and giving riders a place to go. And they have really supported you for a long time now. Talk about that. Talk about Tony and Mike. Yeah, you know, they, they've had my back for, for almost 10 years now. Um, kind of stuck with me from, from a guy that could, could barely make a main event to, <laughs> you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm fighting, you know, top five this, this past weekend and, um, I think I can be in the fight for podiums now, and um, yeah, they, they've they've given me all the tools to grow into that into that guy, and um, yeah, I've been pretty fortunate with with um, with all their support, and you know, myself kind of kind of being somewhat injury free this past year. I had a I had an injury that took me out for a long time, but just you know, had a, a good enough steady growth in my career that I've been able to. To you know, grow into the writer that I that I am, and hopefully we can continue that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I we've had you on before, and I brought up you know, look, there's there's the perception of Vince Freezy from some things that have happened in the past, but I really feel like you have really worked to overcome that perception. And you know, I mean, you're an aggressive writer. There's lots of guys that are aggressive, whether you take a Barsha or or anybody that maybe gets a bad reputation, but you, man, you, you are fast. You've improved. I think your starts are on point. Um, you know, and I just, I'm really impressed, man. I think, I don't think you get the credit you deserve. Yeah, for sure. I'm, uh, I'm ready to go, go racing at, at Anaheim <laughs> in January. It's a, you know, we've got a lot of work to do between now and then, but, sure. um, I'm ready to line it up again and, uh, try to get out front and see if I can stay out there a little longer this time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, how old are you right now, Vince? Uh, twenty nine. I actually turned twenty nine on Saturday of the race. Oh, oh, well, well, happy late birthday. Um, look, you know, in our sport, you once you hit your thirties, you're kind of considered the old guy, the vet guy, like a like a Brayton or a, you know a Chad. Um, what do you do? You have you even begun to think about the future, like the, the life after racing? Um, not after racing. No, I mean, the future <laughs> in racing. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, Think about that, and, and you know, trying to trying to continue to get better here. But um, I mean, I think Chad's ten years older than me, so sure. Um, I got another 
had a little time left. So. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think so. I think guys like you know, like Chiz, you know, I mean, like it, it, if you, as long as you keep training and you guys take care of your bodies a whole lot better than somebody like myself. Yeah, there's no reason you can't keep doing it. I, I think as long as you guys are making main events and enjoying it, shit, you, there's no reason to give it up. I I, uh, I wish I had the ability to do what you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, I think they got kind of everything as far as athletes have, have learned and developed. I think we're maybe peaking later now. You know, I, I yeah. feel like I'm still my best. I've definitely, just my body in general, not as a rider, I've gotten better the last few years and um you know, other athletes I talk to, they, they feel like they peak, you know, maybe early to mid thirties. So, um, I got a little bit of time still. And like I said, I, I'm still feeling better physically every year. So fantastic. Um, yeah. As long as that's the case, we'll keep it going. Yeah. Are you doing any other off season races? Um, right now I got Geneva, Switzerland. Okay. It is the first weekend in December, I believe December 6th and 7th. Geneva, Switzerland. So I did that race last year and um, got fourth there. Nice. Also, yeah, try to go, try to go get a podium there would be nice uh, and keep it rolling. Yeah, and are those are those events a lot of fun for you compared to say a regular Supercross? Maybe the pressure is not quite as great. There's, I think the the riders in the pits probably a little more laid back. Uh, is that something that you really enjoy? Yeah, for sure. Um, once you're over there, it's, sometimes it can be stressful getting, you know, making sure your equipment and everything is right. And once you get there, you're bringing stuff on planes or shipping it or whatever. <laughs> right, but right. Once there, yeah, once you get there, it's pretty enjoyable and, um, you know, way less pressure even than, than this weekend type of races. But um, once we get on the track, we're all, you know, pushing it pretty sure. good. But, uh, yeah, and then, you know, after the race, you can kind of see a different country, different city, whatever, and, um kind of enjoy that aspect of it it's always a good time oh, awesome yeah i think the airlines look at you pretty funny when you carry a uh, a gun case with forks on or something when you walk into the airport they're they're usually a little they get on edge yeah yeah at this point we pretty much just ship our, our okay now yeah i guess that, that makes a lot more a lot more sense i guess for a team of that caliber i i uh was i landed at a1 with scotty winterstrom this year and he was trying to get his forks and it was, it was interesting. They, they weren't real sure what was going on. So yeah. yeah. Um, we've got a couple of sets still in, in some kind of airline holding area. <laughs> That's yeah. That could go bad quick when you need that stuff. Um, Hey, I want to talk to you about the Cardo system. Um, I know Jamie cheek real well. He was out there and you, your team tested it. Um, I got the impression that you, it wasn't really for you, but just, you know, tell us a, bit, a little bit about it. What you thought about it, if you didn't like it, why you didn't like it, and um, if you see any benefits for uh, people that do like it. Uh, yeah, no, I actually did really like it. I just, I, I literally tried it the day we were leaving for the, or the day before we left for the oh, race. Okay. Um, it was a little too new to me to bring to the race. I'm, I'm pretty finicky. I'll, I'll need, you know, weeks or if not months. Gotcha. Testing and something to to bring it to the race but um yeah it was awesome the first time i tried it, i loved it when i went on supercross track my mechanic was was talking to me you know telling me little things and i could talk back to him and yeah um yeah it, it was cool and I, I feel like it's it's the way of, of the future i i think you know there's a lot of little bugs i'm sure to work out not not so much with the with the technology but just rules and how it's going to work mm-hmm. and, you know how yeah our racing's pretty you know pretty intense is it going to be got you know guys telling you that you got a guy coming up your inside or 
kind of what's going on, who's community, you know, who, who's going to be your guy communicating with you, how much he's going to talk, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it, it, you know, if the rules allow it, I think it's going to be such a big advantage that you almost have to have one. Yeah, and I think that's uh, what Feld is working towards, from my understanding, because Sean Brendan kind of reached out to me about it, and that I think in the future that they want that mainly for safety purposes. You know, if there's somebody down that. The one person, like you said, you probably need to have one guy, only one guy that can communicate with you. And you as a rider need to talk with that guy and say, I only want to know this or that. But for safety reasons, saying, hey, a guy just went down, you know, two turns in front of you, gives you a little heads up. I can see a lot of benefits from it. So I'm excited about it. Uh, You know, and I I hope I hope that they make it where everybody has the opportunity, you know, that it's not so expensive that only the, the, the elite can use it. But I think it's good. For sure. I, I think for me, you know, like this weekend, if I could have had somebody, you know, when I was in the lead, if I just kind of like a voice of reason to yeah. get over the headset and say, say, you know, you know, only four laps to go, you got this. It's something, something other than just me zipping by a pit board saying P1 and my lap time real quick or whatever, you know, could have, could have changed the whole race for me maybe. But um, yeah, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I, I've been really into Formula One racing here for the last couple of years, and obviously that's you know, a big part of their whole, you know, their TV package and, and, and everything is, is driver communication. You can hear it right over yep. the TV, what the driver's saying to his crew. And it's, it's as a fan, that's one of the, the coolest parts of watching a race is seeing, you know, Lewis Hamilton's winning a race and seeing what he's having to say to his spotter or what his spotter's saying to him on the radio. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that, and I look forward to seeing what the future brings with that stuff. Um, Hey, I want to ask you about an incident, and I don't know if you'll even remember this, but um, Adam Cianciarillo talked about this on Pulp MX. Uh, he said, I guess he got into you. He, he hit you pretty hard in Moto 1, I believe. Um, but then down at the gate, like before Moto 2, he saw you, and you kind of guys had a little look and then a little fist bump. Uh, do you remember that happening? What What is your memories of that event? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that first Moto, um, I was riding pretty good. Like I said, I kind of lost focus there a little bit, and Man, any little, you know, any little ground you give up, those guys are right there. Yeah. Going fast. It's Adam's first race on 450, but he's still an unbelievable rider. Um, yeah, he's right there behind me. I think I just didn't nail that rhythm section. You know, I, I did the rhythm, but I just didn't, I didn't rush it enough, you know, and um, he came up the inside and he gave me a little bump in my yeah. thigh, which is totally cool. That's, that's racing. You know, I sure. think he was probably a little concerned you know, being me on the line of the next race. He kind of looked at me and, like, hey, like, are you good with that? And I, you know, kind of gave him a fist. I was like, yeah, of course, that's, that's racing. Let's go, let's go do it again, you know? Yeah, that's kind of how he, he portrayed it. And then he said, like, it kind of sunk in. I'm in the 450 class now, baby. Like, like his dream had come true, you know? And it was pretty neat to hear him talk about that with you. And that, yeah, that's cool, man. I, I, right? Just racing motorcycles is so great, man, right? I mean, you, you get to live the dream. I, I get to talk about it. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, for sure. It is. It's exciting. Um, that's kind of, that's what the fans are there to see as, yeah. as racers. That's how we grow, grow up doing it. And, um, yeah, hopefully we'll be up there doing that more um, come January. Absolutely. Well, Vince, man, I appreciate you taking some time. I know your schedule's got to be just intense right now. Um, thank you so much, and I really, really look forward to seeing you at A1. Right on. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, Vince. You take care and have a good night, and uh, good luck overseas, bud. Right on. All right, see ya. All right, that is Vince Freezy. Uh, Appreciate him coming on. He had a busy schedule. He's been training and practicing. So we in this off season, man, these riders, 
it's it's a little bit difficult sometimes getting them on the the show because they are busy but i really really appreciate it okay gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with uh corbin Ledaway. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get Shock Socks. Go to ShockSocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is Darkside, and as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. All Sport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickle wear in their pro careers. Check them out, all sports dynamic braces. Powerband Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing best service and products. They are committed to developing new products and improve your ride. They want your suspension to be the best it can be. They're based out of Minneapolis, and they're a WP authorized service center and trusted by Ryan Sipes. Many bikes to big bikes, they cover them all. Powerband Racing has your suspension covered. Contact them at 320-983-3400 and follow them on Facebook or Instagram. All right, our next guest of the night is brought to you by Blood Lubricants. Blood Lubricant oil lines were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Blood Lubricants has three series of oil to fit your needs, as well as chain lube, degreaser, polyclean, and more. Whether you ride moto, race dirt track, or anything else, visit bloodlubricants.com for all your oil needs. And Blood Lubricants brings us Mr. Corbin Ledaway. What's up, Corbin? Hey, what's up, Dark Side? Second day in a row. Uh, yeah. Pumped to be on the show. Yeah, absolutely. If anybody has listened to this week's Pulp uh, Wrap-Up Show, Corbin was one of our guests. Uh, him and his podcast partner, Damon Tater, uh, from the Wide Open MX Show that we were not really supposed to say on the Wrap-Up Show last night. <laughs> And we're going to get into that podcast a little bit, but uh, Corbin, I want to touch base with you a little bit. And, uh, you know, we kind of talked about how you got into the Pulp Show last night, but I want to know how you got into motocross to begin with. What's your history with it? Yeah, man. Um, so basically, I, I grew up around the races. My dad raced flat track for a while while I was growing up. And so I was around the scene for a while, and uh, I began racing flat track at the age of four. Okay. And started wanting to hit some jumps. So uh, <laughs> worked my way in. Worked my way into motocross, and I've been hooked ever since. Okay, and what year was that? I don't know how old you are. Like, so when? How how long ago? I, I got my first bike in two thousand one, so it would have been oh three or oh four before I got into motocross. So oh, man, I feel so old. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's bad. But um, so what what was it specifically? I mean, you said you want to hit some jumps, but once you started riding motocross, like really, what was it that just that made it like become part of your life? Well, I mean, 
my, my grandparents had a bunch of property um, five minutes away from where I grew up. So it made it easy for me to go spend some laps. And I, I mean, I was just hooked. I just yeah. I loved going fast. I loved how it was different every time it rode. And uh, yeah, man, I just, it's, it's, you know how it is. It's hard to explain that feeling. And sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've been hooked, hooked ever since. So, okay. Um, I do like to branch out and ride some woods and stuff like that sometimes too. So I'm kind of a, I've kind of well-rounded. I'm yeah. kind of lucky for that. So. Okay. I really, I've said for a while that I'd really like to get into some cross country riding. There's not a lot of, um, like series off-road series around here in East Texas that I know of. I mean, I know I've got a couple of buddies that do, uh, like Matt Crouch, a guy named Matt Crouch that goes to Louisiana and does some stuff in Texas. I think I may try that. Um, I've been dealing with a little neck injury that may make it where I don't get to ride motocross anymore just because, Ouch. Yeah, I don't want to have like it's it's a genetic thing or hereditary thing that's I've got a degenerative issue in my neck and it's just getting worse. Um, and oh. you know any crashes that I have are just going to make that progress faster than I need it to. So I thought about maybe just kind of get into some you know cross country type stuff where I don't have to go fast. I just maybe right. just find some trails and ride. Right. Yeah, so that's cool though, man. That you do that stuff. Um, okay, so who were your your riders? Who were your favorite guys growing up, and and you know from your youth and now and today? Who are your who are your guys? Well, I would say I would say Carmichael, but thinking just the first person that comes to my mind when I think of racing as a child, it was uh, it was always Stu for me. Okay. Um, I, I always hated Chad Reed for that reason exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, obviously yeah. until I got a little older, but, uh, yeah, man, I just, that guy changed the sport for me and he really put into perspective, you know, how good those guys really were back then. So right. and now, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is you gotta be James Stewart, just the, the style and the, the balls out speed. He just, he had me hooked. It's hard to not watching. Yeah. It's hard to not like James Stewart. Um, as just right. as far as just what he would attempt to do, even sometimes not successfully or unsuccessfully, it was still amazing what he would try to do. And yeah, he yeah, I was a Stu guy too, man. I uh, I was not a Chad Reed fan at all. So the first time that <laughs> yeah. I interviewed Chad Reed was difficult, let's say. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was like, mm, okay. I've always all my real friends know that I do not like Chad Reed as a racer. So for me to go <laughs> up and try to interview him was uh kinda kinda rough, but you know, I mean he's you cannot deny the legend that Chad is and the ability he has. So yeah, I got Absolutely over that pretty not. quick. But uh what about today, man? Like going into two thousand twenty, who's your guy? Ah man, I, I think I got a few of them. It's awfully hard for me to pick one. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, my guys, I would say, my three would say, I've always been a Barca fan. Okay. Uh, I know I know a lot of people don't like him, but I've always loved his style, and, you know, he just really doesn't care what anybody thinks. Yep. So I like Barca. Um, I like Roxon, especially after the whole injury thing and making his comeback with all that. I got mm. a lot of respect for him. And you got to love the personality of Dino. So those, those are my guys. And okay. It's unfortunate Dino's hurt for – I mean, like the beginning of 2020, but yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I think as far as you know, a contender, it's it's going to be Rockson's my guy. So I'm I'm really looking forward to him taking a step forward in 2020, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I you know some of my guys, my favorite riders are not guys that are expected to win, um, and probably 
like Kyle Chisholm is one of my absolute favorite riders, and he, you know, he's not going to win. He's just not going to win a race more than likely. Right. But he's one of my favorite riders. Um, so, you know, whether you like Dino or whoever, you know, Dean, Dean actually may win a race, but it's those are my guys, man. They just I enjoy watching them. Like Zach Osborne's my other my other favorite rider, and he actually has a good chance of winning a race. But it to me, it it's not really necessarily about uh ability or the chance to win anymore it's as i've gotten to know some of these guys it's personalities and that's why zach has become like probably my number one honestly yeah absolutely i mean growing up you always root for the guy that's winning uh right yeah exactly. but as you get older as you get older i feel like i've noticed especially that you know you lean more towards a guy with a personality yes. or a certain style that he's got that really keys you into being a, a true fan so yeah i'm with you on that for sure well, let's let's get into uh, wide open MX, the wide open MX show that you're doing. Um, again, with your buddy Damon Tater, uh, who, like I said, if you listened to the Pulp MX wrap up show last night, you heard Damon. Um, how'd you guys decide to start this thing? What brought it on? Well, um, back in 2016, I believe, uh, me and Damon didn't really get a chance to hang out a whole lot. He lives a few hours away from me, so okay. Whenever we did get the chance to hang out, you know, and have a couple beers together, we do nothing but talk about racing motocross yeah. and everything in general so we we started a podcast in 2016 it was called premix radio back then okay. and uh we we had about eight or nine episodes i believe and they were kind of spread out a little more than this pot the our new podcast is but we started having some some success and then that was about the time damon graduated college so it just kind of made it tough to continue so sure but yeah within the in the past couple months we got me, Damon, Damon's brother, Zach Tater, and our buddy, Jacob Weaver, all on board and just kind of started fresh. And, uh, yeah, that's where Wide Open MX Show came from. So how many episodes are you in right now? I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, when I looked and started downloading some the other day, there were seven or eight of them. There is actually nine now. Okay. And our tenth was going to be tonight, but uh, I'm, in, I'm still in the hospital with my, my newborn. So oh, we decided wow. to postpone okay. that. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned um, yeah. having a newborn, but I didn't realize you were still in the hospital. I don't think you. I don't know if you said that last night. I may not have, but we got about six or eight visitors, so okay, we're all good. I can take <laughs> a step out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I won't keep you too terribly long, but congratulations on that. That's awesome. Um, how did you meet Damon and his brother and, and Jacob? Is that that's the other guy, right? How did you meet these guys? Yep, Just Jake, going to the track? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I was friends with a guy named Sam Miller, and we always went riding together and. I saw Damon, Damon and his brother a few times at the track, as, as well as Jacob, and uh, Sam introduced me one night. I went to visit him at Bradley University over in Peoria, Illinois, and uh, yeah, we started partying a little bit together. There you go. Been good buddies ever since. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, I, I'm definitely one of those guys that, uh, I mean, I, I say the more podcasts, the better. You know, if you, if you don't have time to listen to them all, that's fine, but there's no reason, man, they keep coming out, and there's... You know, I always at least once a week find a day or part of a day where, like, I'm like, all right, I have nothing else to listen to. So the more the merrier, and uh, I, I enjoyed yours. I, I've listened to three episodes so far, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, to me, it's, you know, like like me and my buddies hanging around the track talking shit and listen, you know, just talking about what we think's going to happen or what did happen. And, um, you know, it's very similar to me when I listen to what the way the Moto X-Pod show started with um, – Mark and Phil, who are no longer part of the show, and TJ, who just started it to, you know, just basically bench race. And right. we were very lucky to start getting some sponsors and start going to some races, and it's grown quite a bit since then. Um, 
what do you, you what are your goals, man? Are you guys going to try to go to some races, get some credentials, and actually cover some, or do you want to just kind of keep it low key and just be amongst your buddies? Well, I think for now we're just aiming to have some fun and just kind of see where it goes. Yeah. I, I think down the road maybe we'll start going to more of the the closer races to home um, in the central Illinois area is where we're from. So okay. maybe we'll go to Indy and St. Louis and, and those types of things and get some coverage there. But for now, we're just keeping it fun. But, yeah, down the road I, I would have no problem with, you know, going to the races and interviewing some riders. That'd be, that would be awesome for me. So, yeah, I think our goal for now is just to keep it a little bit low-key, just yeah. have fun with it and uh, keep it down to our roots, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's... Can't in too high so early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we dove right in pretty much. Um, I I kind of uh, have a little ADD, and I was like, hey, soon the first, as soon as they brought me on board, I was like, let me get some of my personal sponsors to sponsor the show. And, you know, I knew some Texas legends like Dennis Hawthorne and um, Billy Whitley, so I started reaching out to those guys, and they got me in contact with some, like, Guy Cooper and – then we went to we went to Lakewood in seventeen, I think, was the first race we covered as our show, and just mm-hmm. instantly started getting like Blake Baggett and uh, Austin Forkner. Wow. And man, it was like it's, it really was very surprising how welcoming those guys were on media day. So it's yeah, it was very very cool, um, and it just kind of started taking off. So good luck to you guys, man. I really think it's cool. Um, you know, just well, let's talk about to twenty twenty. So we we talked about it a little bit last night. We did some hot takes and whatnot, but uh, realistically, you know, um, there's a lot of guys that potentially could win, whether it be Eli, Adam Cianciarillo, Jason Anderson, Marvin Muskan, hell, Zach Osborne. Um, you know what? What do you think? What do you think A one is going to be like? Just you know, use your crystal ball. What do you think is going to go down on A one? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be kind of a little bit like last year. Um, you know. We haven't seen a whole lot of riding from Cooper Webb this off season. He attempted Red Bull straight rhythm with not a whole lot of time on the bike, and uh, we all saw how that went. It didn't go so well for him. And, uh, yeah, with Anderson and Osborne and those guys uh, going on motocross the nations uh, and training for that for an additional five weeks, that, I think that's going to – it might take a toll on how their off season prep's going to be. So I think we're going to see, you know, guys like Mookie and, and maybe not Barca this year, but – guys like that kind of mixing it up and something different to start the year I, I feel like and maybe Tomac does come out and, and just sweep everything but uh if, if I'm looking into my crystal ball and making a guess I'm, I'm thinking you're going to see uh you know maybe a one-time winner for 2020 and that's going to be at that at a1 oh okay see I, I'm taking AC at a1 so I hope it's not a one-time winner but <laughs> yeah, I hope not. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it definitely could happen. I mean, last year we had Barsha and then Blake Baggett in Arizona. So, um, and, and those guys could e- certainly win again. Uh, you know, and I didn't even Absolutely. like you brought up Cooper Webb, who I didn't mention. I didn't mention Ken Roxon. Uh, you know, yeah, there's just no telling. Hell, hopefully Aaron Plessinger turns things around. I uh, hope so. <laughs> God, and hopefully everybody stays healthy going into uh, like Dino's already out for probably a one, and we don't know how long, but. I just I want A1 to be loaded. Like last year when I went to the press conference at A1, I don't know if you watched that thing on Friday, they had, yep, yep. God, what, 18 or 20 guys in there, and yeah. every single one of them could potentially win. You know, I was just Absolutely. like, holy crap. I mean, that was so badass knowing that 
we got, and then the, none of the you know none of those guys really <laughs> won. I think I don't think Barsha. I'm not sure that Barsha yet was even in the press conference. But he, I think he was, but he wasn't like one of the top probably right, five or eight guy. guys we expected. Right? I mean, God, right. this sport could be so brutal but so awesome. Absolutely, and that, that's that's the thing that gets me going uh, going in every year is seeing everybody on their new bikes, new gear, new numbers, all that good stuff. It really gets you pumped up, and to see the amount of guys at the press conference grow every year, you know, it yeah. gets you more excited. So uh, definitely hoping for some more of that, and like you said, I hope all these guys can stay healthy and come in swinging for 2020. Absolutely. So we talked a little bit last night about Adam Cianciarello and Eli Tomac, and, you know, that that's for some reason that's just kind of a, a storyline that I'm interested in, so I keep bringing it up. Um Let's talk about it a little bit more. Um, so I think I may have said this last night. I know I said it on Pulp. Let's say uh, AC goes in the first, wins, or let's say he beats Eli. Does Not necessarily wins, but beats Eli three of the first four rounds. How do you think Eli handles that? Man, he's, I don't know. He's kind of such a behind-the-scenes type of guy. You mm-hmm. don't hear much out of him very much, so... I'd be definitely curious to find out how he'd react to that, but we may not even end up finding out how re- he reacts to that. Right. Because that's oh, it'll come, out. He is, so. it'll come out. It'll come out. Right. <laughs> Mathis will find out. out. <laughs> yeah, Mathis, Mathis will dig into that somehow. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I could see him getting frustrated for sure, um, but I think AC being the guy he is, I don't see him, you know, poking the bear too much. I right. think he'll just do his own thing and, Tomax wanted to do his own thing himself, so I, I, I don't see much of a clash between those guys. Maybe maybe it'll, it'll get a little frustrating, but I, I don't see them having words or, or, or things like that uh, between the two, but this sport, you never know how guys are going to sure. react, and I'm kind of curious because we haven't seen that out of Tomax. Um, so, yeah it'll, yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure. The reality is probably nothing will happen, but... It, right. You know, I'm building it up in my mind because I just, like I said last <laughs> night, Eli can be a little bit of, uh, I don't know if any social is the right word. He's just a little different. And I, I, yes. I'm curious of how he handles that stuff. But, um, all right, let's talk about um, Rocky Mountain, right? So Benny Bloss loses his ride to um, mm-hmm. Bogle, which I, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. I guess Bogle... I don't know, almost a coin flip between Bogle and Benny Bloss for me. Um, but Benny's been part of that team. I kind of bummed for the guy that he lost the ride. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You think that was a good choice? Yeah, I mean, I kind of saw that coming okay. um, for me personally. I think what we've seen out of Bloss is kind of what you're going to continue to get out of him. But we've seen Bogle win, and, you know, we know he's got the speed when he when he does have it. So, I think we could see some more, you know, maybe a couple more race wins eventually out of, out of Bogle. But as far as Bloss, I, I, I don't see him getting to that point, okay. at least in the next two, three years, personally. Yeah. Um, it, it sucks because I, I, I really like the guy, but that was kind of what I was guessing would happen. Um, unfortunately, that's how our sport works. It's yep. one guy or the yep. other. So, uh, yeah, I, I think we'll see good things out of Bogle for sure, but. Yeah, like I said, I just don't see Bloss being a race winner, to be honest with you. Sure. I, I might seem like kind of an asshole. No, no. I mean, hell, there's some guys that don't have that, that aren't on that level. I mean, they're just not. I mean, right. like Chisholm and even Bogle, I don't think, is going to win a race. Uh, you know, he, no. I, I know he won a national, uh, you know, last year or the year before, but um, 
it's unlikely. Let's say that anyway. Absolutely. Things could go fall into place, but they're definitely not likely. And I, I let my, uh, my emotions, I guess, play a part in how I feel about some of these things, you know, instead of being business minded towards it. And because I do like Benny so much, you know, I'm like, right. just like Kyle Chisholm or whatever, you know, I'm always bummed when the guys that I feel are, you know, not necessarily friends, but I have some kind of bond with, I'm kind of like, man, that, yeah, I, I get more bummed out, but, um, all right, let's talk a little 250 real quick. So crazy, silly season, right? McAdoo to PC, yeah. McElrath to star, RJ Hampshire to Husky, Jordan Smith to pro circuit, Hartraff to TLD. Which one of those guys, um, you think has the most, um, benefits the most from their bike change or team change? Well, I'm kind of, I got two guys that stick out for me and we discussed this on our show last week. Um, I think if you're looking for a guy to improve in either outdoors or supercross individually, mm-hmm. I think we, I think we see Shane McElrath improve the most because I think his, his outdoor skills are slack. We've seen that. Um, he hasn't had the results he's had indoors, outdoors. So, I really think that bike and that program will help him outdoors and reach that potential. But overall, um, I see McAdoo making the most the most improvements, just because he's always been a filling guy. He's always been, you know, what what bike am I riding? This yeah, week? yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think with a full off season with PC and uh, getting Mitch's Mitch's program behind him, I think he's going to be uh, a big threat for some podiums and some top fives for sure. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see who rides which coast because that's going to have a play a big part oh, in, in this um but i think you're right i think McElrath probably of all the guys has the best season but i don't but again mcadoo may have the most improvement so it's gonna yeah. be and i'm really pulling for heart Raff too man i like that kid that's another kid oh, that yeah. i've uh, become a big fan of and got to talk to a bunch and he is so excited about this ktm uh man i talked to him the first week he was on it before maybe two weeks be- before they announced it and he was just like, "Oh my God, this thing is badass." He loves, you can't blame him, man. yeah, yeah. He loves that bike. So um, he told me his quote was something along the lines of, "You know, all those guys last year saying there's a problem with this bike. Yeah, they're wrong. That's yeah. so he said. There's no problem with this bike. So I hope to see some big things out of him too. But uh, yeah, cool, man. Well, Corbin, it was really, really great getting a chance to talk to you a little bit. I appreciate you coming on last night and helping me out with the wrap up show and. Um, Maybe we'll try to set something up, you know, maybe first or second month of Supercross, half, like halfway through, and we'll, we'll talk about that and get Damon back on or one of the other guys. Absolutely, man. It's been a blast for sure, and it's always good to kind of spread your wings and talk to different people. So yeah. this, is a, this is a big step for me personally. I just, <laughs> I've never been on any anybody else's podcast, so it's, it's pretty cool to finally be able to do that. So I appreciate you wanting to talk about the show and your opinions and all that stuff. But yeah, we'll be in touch. And, yeah. Uh, maybe we'll get you on our show sometime soon. Just let me know, man. I, I, I appreciate what you guys are doing as you know, other guys let me come on their podcast. Brad Gebhardt had me on and my buddy Mark on when we first started this thing and getting, getting the love from other podcasts that are already established a little bit. It, you know, it, it's cool, man. And I appreciate it. So if you guys are listening right now, go check out wide open MX show. It's, they got an Instagram, they've got a Twitter and their show's, found pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast i found it on itunes it's on stitcher uh pretty much anywhere else so go check it out wide open mx show it's good all right corbin thanks man thanks sir yeah no problem thanks dark side i'll talk to you soon okay sounds good bud take care all right all right, yep, bye. All right that's corbin Ledaway. 
And we're going to go to commercial break, and we'll be right back. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. Seven two Trey, I wear fly shoes, wear fly shoes. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new Women's Light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock On Grips today. Blood Lubricant Signature Products. Blood Power Sport Series, Blood Racing Pro Series, and Blood Racing Pro Elite Series were all created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. From dirt track to off-road, motocross, supercross, and drag racing, bloodlubricants.com has what you need. Along with their oil lines, Blood Lubricants provides chain loop, degreaser, polyclean, and other top-notch products. Independent tests have shown Blood Lubricant oils to allow your bikes to run up to 30 degrees cooler. Give Jeff Green and Blood Lubricants a try and you won't be disappointed. Blood Lubricant sponsors of Tyler Powers, Team PRMX, Team TXS, and many other pro supercross and motocross riders. Visit bloodlubricants.com today. All right, everybody, we are back. And our first guest brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1999, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible, and they are doing it. In 2019, they were the title sponsor for Supercross, and they support riders like Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, and the beast from the East, Demon, Damon Bradshaw. On the line with me, from WPS, Mr. Todd Trujillo. What's up, Todd? How's it going, Jimmy? Doing good, man. Doing good. Really excited to talk to you. Um, really, really excited about your event coming up here in the near future, and that's the key thing that we're going to talk about tonight. Yes, sir. No, definitely. Yeah, we got the uh, Fly Fun Day 2019, not too far away. Dude, I, I got to go last year to Cycle Ranch to this event, and it was definitely one of the highlights of my year. So talk a little bit about the event for 2019. Let's get some people fired up. So definitely. Uh, so 2019 made a few changes. Um, we, we've it's, it's always been um, – on a Sunday only, we decided to go ahead and make it a two-day event. So it will be um, both Saturday and Sunday. That'll be November 16th and 17th. Um, overall, kind of the same one that we've had for the past few years. We'll have um, Saturday is going to be um, half off riding. Uh, tickets will be actually shipping out on Friday. I'm a little late to the game this year, but it's, it's been a weird year. Okay, um, no, no problem. Yes, yeah, so we have tickets coming out. So uh, there'll be two tickets, one for each day. You'll get one ticket for Saturday, one for Sunday. Uh, Saturday will be half off with normal pricing, and Sunday will be free uh, as long as you have a ticket. Otherwise, it will be, I believe, uh, $15 at the, at the uh, door um, or gate. Yeah. 
So uh, this this event for people that are listening is in Floresville, Texas, which is very close to San Antonio. So first, if you're anywhere where you could make this trip to come down to the Epic Track Cycle Ranch, you got to do it. Um, now, a lot of the dealerships in the area, what areas can they get these tickets? Because that's how, that's how it worked last year, as I recall. You go to your local dealerships, a lot of them had the tickets. Yes, so they'll be hitting the other reps in Texas hands probably, we'll say, Monday, Tuesday of next uh, next week. And uh, you'll, you'll see, get them from any, um, any shop can get them. Uh, I do know that most of your OEMs will have them uh, in hand. They're kind of the first stop yeah. normally. Um, and then also, you know, a lot of your specialty shops, like your suspension shops and that kind of stuff, normally get them after that and then so on and so forth. Um I have a pretty good amount being made out this year, and um, I know that uh, up there, up north in you know Dallas area, Craig Martin will be passing them out. Um, he does each, you know, he has in the past, and we'll continue that going on. Um, as well as they'll be hitting Austin and San Antonio, um, starting actually Friday and Saturday. I'll be doing deliveries all day Saturday for sure, um, cool. since it is still kind of late to the game this year. Yeah. Well. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody, man, we, you know how life goes and get things get busy. But um, last year you had all kinds of vendors out there. Uh, I'll be there again this year supporting X brand. Talk about some of the vendors you, you have going on. There was giveaways last year. And hell, the, the highlight for me was just getting to hang out with Damon Bradshaw all damn day. Yes. Yeah, so this year we're going to have a lot of the same kind of a uh, from last year. We will see uh, Pirelli will be on site as well as, of course, Fly Racing with Bob Lowry and Damon Bradshaw. Um, again, we'll be out there. We'll also see uh, a Cherby is, is jumping on board this year, um, as well as uh, we'll see Motion Pro. Alpine Stars bring out the big truck. Nice. So they'll be out there in force this year, um, as well as um, there's still a lot of kind of small things in the works that sure. I don't want to announce quite yet until I know for sure. Okay. Um, but, but we are going to see, I mean, it'll be, it's all the same brands as last year. Um, you know, and not everyone can make it out there since it's not considered a big national or that kind of stuff. But we are seeing more brands and, you know, Moach will be out there again this year. Um, Motorex is a maybe and, and uh, Firepower uh, um, will be actually uh, represented out there to some level. Um, Firepower, for those who don't know, is going to be a, they make a, a lithium battery, a high-performance lithium battery, as well as some chains. Chains, yep. Um, and they have a brand-new um, oil line that was released a few months ago, which is a, a phenomenal product line. Okay. Um, it's an exclusive brand for Western Power Sports. Uh, but really, this, this brand is, is a phenomenal a phenomenal product line uh, at a good price range, of course, though. Awesome. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, yeah, last so year. We'll be out there. Who? They'll be out there, and then we're okay. also going to see. Uh, we'll, we'll have uh, more events this year. We're going to be doing um, for sure. We'll have the whole shot shootout. That's a, always a very successful event. Um, that'll be um, kind of sponsored and ran by HP Performance. And then we're going to be seeing um, a few other brands we're working on. We're going to have a fun little event between um, Motion Pro and Pirelli. It's going to be actually a tire changing competition. Um, it's free to enter. Just swing on by. You can actually change that. Whoever does the fast change on, on a set of tires, on, on, a, on a single tire, is going to get uh, a real nice Motion Pro stands and spoons and a nice set of tires from Pirelli also, too. So it'll oh, be, heck yeah. uh, we're definitely definitely getting more kind of uh, hands-on stuff um, this year. I have bigger plans this year, but they kind of fell through. But still, we're running with what we can. And, and uh, so far, everything's been coming along pretty good. Yeah, that's dude. I like I said, I, I it was so much fun last year. 
I mean, like getting to hang out with Damon, getting to just visit with the vendors, got, you know, lots of, everybody got some cool products and some giveaways, and then you get to ride this epic track. Um, you know, yeah, it was a fantastic weekend net last year, and I just, I can't wait for this one. I'm really, really excited. I, I was kind of waiting on the edge of my seat for you to announce that you were going to do it again, just hoping it was going to happen. So when I got the invite, it was you, you texted me first, I think. And then Rich Taylor called me and mm-hmm. said, Hey, can you do this? And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm already in. We're, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So definitely. So yeah, yeah so we'll have, we'll have those things. Of course, you know, expanding represented obviously by you. Um, we're looking at other brands too, that are still, you know, we'll have smaller stuff. So they're sending out stuff to represent, um, monster energy will be on site again this year as well too. Cool. Um, you know, they did a phenomenal job last year and um, in the partnership with them. I, I want to continue doing that as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I think, what we have as far as the big stuff goes. And sure. uh, I should have, you know, this is one of those things, you know, it's kind of a side job for me. Um, well, part of my normal job, I guess you'd say. Um, so it takes a little longer to get answers. But when I get them, though, they're pretty <laughs> much in stone. So right. it works out good, though. We'll talk about fly racing uh, so far in 2019. I mean, I know the 2020 stuff is out, but 2019 was a pretty epic year for fly with the release of the formula helmet, uh, the FR5 boots, the goggle line, a lot of big steps in 2019. How's that been for you down in the San Antonio area and your, your district? So I'm down in Austin. um, Oh, okay. Yeah. uh, My my main territory, but yeah, I mean, we've seen a, huge spike in in the formula helmet has you know, there's been people chomping in the bit for that helmet and we finally got some a good stock of those on hand um the big surprise has been has been the, the goggles have been you know they have taken off just exponentially fast and, and you know, they're a great product yeah at a great price um uh those have done really well um but that formula helmet though has been it, it is a it's an amazing helmet and, and actually a work of <laughs> In my opinion, like it has a fly put into that thing is has been just absolutely amazing and really has shown what who we are at fly really are. It's not we're not you know we, we've always been known as a good a good budget line, but a few past the past few years have really kind of come into a a whole new light. And I absolutely. think that uh, we're kind of showing, but we're 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 not some little of a night company. We are we are the sport. We do what we can to support the sport and and to make sure we make products for, for racers. 100% of the time. Yeah, definitely. Fly, there's no doubt you guys have stepped up. Uh, I'm all in with Fly. Anybody that knows me knows that. Um, I have two of those Formula helmets, and they are unreal. So, well, Todd, man, um, I'm excited. I, I, I really can't get here quick enough. Um, I go to Vet Nationals at Glen Helen in a couple <laughs> weeks, and then, like, I, I'm glad that there's a, just a couple weeks, and it's, or maybe one weekend, and I'm right back coming down there for that event, and – I'm, I'm excited. My producer, TJ, who's not here tonight, is coming with me. And we're going to bring um, bring our soundboard and like try to do interviews with the, the guests and oh, the people nice. that are hanging out. Oh, and yeah. we'll do some, some vlog stuff for our YouTube channel. And we're going we're gonna to have some fun. Good. That'll be awesome. Yeah, we'll have a we'll, – we've got some video guys out there this year. Um, we had them out the last year, but a little more, yeah. little more uh, bigger guys this year. Um, uh, so we're working on, you know, some things there too, and also working on like press passes and that kind of stuff. We had uh, an abundance of people out there taking pictures, which is awesome to see. But trying to get a little more control on that side of things, um, just because you know we, there's people who are almost hurt pretty bad because of that. Oh yeah. Just trying to get more, you know, just trying to get a little more um, organized. I guess a little more organized. You know, like, I'm a sales rep first, and, and, and <laughs> an event coordinator kind of second. Sure, uh, so sure. This is, you know, and all the guys who help me out, planner happens. So yeah. <laughs> We'll keep it going for sure. Well, 
we're looking forward to it, Todd, man. And I really appreciate you coming on tonight and talking to us a little bit about it. Of course, of course it's always a pleasure talking to you. And, and uh, I'm excited about this. This is going to do a, definitely keep going and, and keep being something that I, I can be proud of. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, we'll see you in just a, about, I guess, about a month now. And we'll, uh, we, I'll be talking exactly to you be, before yes, then. Sir. I'll talk to you before then as we shore up the details and make sure we got everything together. Yes, sir. That sounds awesome, buddy. All right, Todd. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. All right. See you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Todd Trujillo, WPS rep in Austin. Uh, yeah, so check this thing out. There is a Facebook page, Fly Fun Day 2019. Has most of the details, or you can hit me up. I can try to get you any information you need. But it's pretty simple. November 16th and 17th at, at Cycle Ranch. Uh, if you're in the Texas area, uh, you could get tickets from your dealerships, or you could probably, if nothing else, if you're outside the area and you want to come to this thing, you want to drive over, just go to the fi- the Facebook page or hit up Todd on Facebook or Instagram. I'm sure Craig Martin, somebody, we can get you some tickets to get to this event. Come down, hang out with the Moto X Pod Show. Damon Bradshaw, it's going to be a blast. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No. No, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, build performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... If you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. All right, that's a wrap for episode 139. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to all our listeners. Thanks to Works Wheels and Mods, Extreme Colors, Acherbys, X-Brand Goggles, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, Allsport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Williams Motor Works. Great sponsors. All the Patreon winners are going to be getting their – they're going to get their – prizes or know what their prizes are i'll be hitting them up here in the next few days uh thanks to everybody that has entered contest we love you guys we will be back probably next week but maybe two see ya